Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. I'm ready now. Y'all ready? Yes. That was just a little appetizer. Amen. You know, you know, some of us hungrier than others. So we have to get a little something before the meal comes. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. How you doing, beautiful? I'm awesome. I'm telling you, it's my baby. That's my baby right here. And uh, yeah, man, we don't need notes to talk about marriage. We don't need notes to talk about relationships. Amen. We don't need notes to talk about um, building a strong family because... We're, we've obeyed God. Amen. And every time I, I come to church and every time I get an opportunity to sit down and talk about how good he is and how great he is, how awesome he is, it's, it's, it's something that does my heart good because I know in reality I don't deserve it. Amen. I know that I was so bad yes. that I was, I was such a sinner. I was such a person who was going in the wrong direction. That for God to treat me the way he's been treating me, I am so honored that, 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 he, would not, that he would not remember my past. Amen. Amen. I'm just, I'm so honored, yes. you know, and, um, and so I, I, just, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand his love. Mm. I don't understand his love, how he would, how he, he cares for us so, so much. Yes. And that's why. I believe he's so long-suffering. Amen. He is so long-suffering. He says, not willing that any will perish, right. but all will come to repentance. And so, you know, in this series, we're talking about building strong families. Yes. Building strong families. It starts in the home. It starts with a man and a woman. It starts with a husband and a wife. This is how we build families. And strong families. If we don't follow the blueprint that God has prescribed, then there are going to be cracks in our foundation. There are going to be there are going to be times and situations, Amen. That that's going to come up in our life and in our lifetime that that you know hard to handle situations because of a lack of proper foundation. You know we're gonna we're gonna dedicate some kids today. And Amen. I've seen the babies here already, and uh, man, this is. It's such a great opportunity yes. uh, to, to guide the life. The Bible says your children are like arrows in Amen. the hand of a hunter, yes. you know, that you shoot them in a the direction that they need to go in. Amen. And so you don't have that opportunity when they become a tree. That's true. It's easier to bend a tree when it's small. Yes. It gets much harder when they grow up. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that you can't retrain. But it's much easier with the babies if we will start while they're young and create a habit in their life that they begin to enjoy something that they really don't know about. Of course, when they get older, they still have to find their own way. Yes. They still, but at least you've pointed them in the right direction. Amen. Amen. That's good. That means you have to know the direction. That's good. Amen. That's good. That's good. Segway. That's good segue. Yeah. 
Yeah. Go, what, 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 go ahead. Say what you going to say then. <laughs> or you, what you, what you, what you no, say? I just wanted to get into this word. <laughs> get on, on into it. Come on. Amen. Come on. All right. Praise God. So as you all know, um, for two weeks, we've uh, been talking about building strong families, Pastor Say. So today is part three. Glory to God. And our objective in this series, again, is to build the family unit based upon the principles found in the word of God. I want to just pause right there because we can build according to our own intellect, our own uh, skill set, our own wisdom, but we're specifically talking about building as it pertains to um, how it is demonstrated and found in the Word of God. Amen? Amen? God is the one who gives us the blueprint so that we can strengthen our family relationship. So again, it's God that is giving us the blueprint so that we can strengthen our family relationships. Amen. Oh, let me share this real quick while, um, praise God, thank you. Uh, before I get into that blueprint definition real quick, let me share some, um, dang, do I have it on here? I think I do. Um, let me share, let's see, some, um, some relationship quotes, I believe. Oh, here we go. Yep, it was some relationship quotes I pulled off a line. I thought this was really good uh, the other week. I say we're going to put it in there somewhere. Okay. I guess we're going to do it now. Uh, so, <laughs> so these are a few relationship quotes. Uh, the right attention from the wrong individual at a lonely time will fool you into thinking you found the one. Oh, that's good. Say that again. Want me to say it again? Yeah. The right attention from the wrong individual at a lonely time mm -hmm. will fool you into thinking you found the one. Oh, that's so good. Ooh, Jesus. All right, let me get another one if that was so good. Amen. <laughs> if you look at her and do not feel blessed to have her, and I'm so blessed to have you. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where I would be without you. I'm going to need you to stay focused. Okay. <laughs> I'm just so blessed to have you. I just, yeah, I just won't put you that are. out there. You are. So if you look at her and do not feel blessed to have her, then she is not yours to keep. Mm. She is another man's blessing. Mm -hmm. Be real about how you feel and stop wasting her time. Oh, my God. Amen. Let me say that again? <laughs> okay. If you look at her, now I told y'all when I look at her, what happens? We can shut the service down because when I look at her, I, oh, my goodness, I don't know where I would be without her. I don't, know, I don't know how I can live without her. That's how you have to be. If you marry somebody and you can live without them, you might have the wrong person. Amen. Okay, if you look at her Amen. and do not feel blessed to have yes. her, yes. then she is not yours to keep. Mm -hmm. She is another man's blessing, or he. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. let's be fair. That's good. She is another man's blessing. Be real about how you feel and stop wasting her time. Stop wasting his time. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Look, the best relationship is the one in which yesterday's fight doesn't stop today's communication. Amen. That was good, right? Let me say that one more time as well. I got some couples, got some engaged couples. People are going to get married. They're like, <laughs> they take all this stuff in. Put this stuff in your toolbox. You're going to need it later. You're going to need it. The best relationship is the one in which yesterday's fight doesn't stop today's communication. Amen. I Meaning we're not that mad. We can't, you know, some yesterday happened because we didn't for, forgot to close the drawer. Now we can't even, we can't even talk today. Right. We can't even enjoy life today. We can't even move. We can't even continue to build in this marriage because you mad about some yesterday. That's right. Don't allow yesterday's fight to stop you from continuing to produce. Amen. No, you know, you know, we don't have time to be mad. That's right. I be telling you, no, we ain't got time to be mad. Amen. Be mad another day. Today we got we got stuff to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, be mad another day. Right now, let's let's get together. Amen. Listen, I, I hey, if I I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Please, please That's forgive right. me. Amen. You know, I shouldn't have did. I shouldn't have said it. I, hey, listen, and it'll never happen again. That's right. So we, but we need to move on. That's right. Amen. But we need to move on. The problem is sometimes nobody's willing to apologize. Mm. Nobody's willing to clean it up. And, right. you know, we just wanted to keep moving without nobody saying something. Right. Now, see, that's the problem. Yeah. Somebody got to say something. Mm-hmm. You want to move along, but ain't nobody saying nothing. Mm-hmm. We still in blueprint. That's right. <laughs> Amen. All right, so the blueprint is a two-dimensional, two-dimensional, dimensional set of drawings that provides a detailed visual representation of how an architect wants a building to look. Amen. Blueprint typically uh, specifies a building's dimensions, construction materials, and the exact placement of all its components. components. The yeah. blueprint, the Bible tells us exactly Amen. the order and how yeah. we should live, how we should move, how we should walk, how we should talk, Amen. how we should treat each other. Yes. The blueprint, the B-I-B-L-E, it, it tells us, it describes yeah. to us where everything should be. A blueprint puts everybody on the same page Amen. in the family. In the family, puts all of us on the same page. The Bible brings unity. The Bible causes all of us to come together. That's Amen. why Amos 3 and 3, 333 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Yes. How can two be together except they agree? How can we go in the same direction except we're going in the same direction? Yeah, that's good. It's the blueprint that gives us vision. Y'all remember we talked about that. It's the blueprint that's like the roadmap. It's telling us exactly where to go, when to go, how to do it, um, how it's going to come to pass. That's what happens when we get into the Word of God. It gives us instruction not only for our marriages. It gives us instruction for our children. Um, as Pastor talked about early, earlier, it gives us instructions as individuals on how we should conduct our lives. It gives where you should be or where you should go or what you should be doing. You always go back to the blueprint because it puts everybody on the same page. All right? That's so good. That's so, good. so no family will reach its full potential unless everyone works together around a unified purpose. Can you stop right there? I want to I interject yeah, something. Sure. You know, I was thinking back, thinking back to a time, um, because life is so busy now, but I was thinking, of, thinking about there was a time when families would actually come together and sit down and have dinner. Y'all remember that? Some of y'all dating yourselves like me, right? So, you know, but there are times now in the times in which we live in, somebody might be at the table, somebody else might take their food to their room, or somebody else may decide I'm going to eat later. And so we've, we've, if you just look at that natural picture, you'll begin to see how the progression of the family and the importance of the family coming and sitting together and communicating has changed over the years. We've allowed the dynamics of life or the busyness of life to come in and cause us to disrupt or cause the family to be disrupted because other things tend to be more important than us sitting down and communicating. We, we've got to do more than just be like two ships passing in the night. You've got to do more. It's got to be more than how was your day, and, and before you can begin to tell me how your day was, I'm already looking at the television or my attention is somewhere else. We've got to get back to that time, and you have to make it important that you do these things. We, we've got to make, an, or we've got to put an emphasis, I want to say, on the family unit. Your family is important. You are important, but your family is important. If you, if you sit down and talk to children and ask them what is it they really want out of the family dynamic, it's not the abundance of things. I talked about that before. 
they don't even care about the things. How do I know? Buy a two-year-old a brand-new uh, toy, and in a few months, they put the toy aside, and they end up playing with pots and pans. It's not the abundance of things. They want your, your time. They want your attention. They want your focus. They want your love. They simply want you. And so we've got to make family important. And we know all of us got that uncle and that aunt, and, and I'm not even going to go there right now. Y'all know. But, but your immediate family has to be important. You know, we have children to dedicate, as pastors say. And I want to say to the parents of those children now, you have an awesome responsibility. You have a task like none other. You get to shape the mind of another person. God is using his word, listen, to shape our minds as Christians, to shape our minds as believers. All of us didn't come into the kingdom at the same time. Some of us were born again at different times. So in the kingdom, you may be a babe. Somebody else may be a teen. Somebody else may be a full-grown adult. But this word is here to shape our minds. Y'all got that? This word is here to shape our minds. It's here to cultivate us. It's here to give us wisdom and direction, such as a parent would do. A parent is there, like Pastor said, to point that child in the right direction. And so we want to make sure that you understand, listen, the awesomeness and the weight of your assignment. As a believer, as a Christian, as one who follows Christ, as a disciple, you have an awesome responsibility to impart into someone else who has not come into the kingdom yet. See, when we become full grown, we should go back and be aware that there are others who were like we were once were. There are others who are like we once were. And so it's necessary that we not only study the blueprint for us, but we study the blueprint so that we can help others. This life, y'all, and I, I don't, we're going to get back to it, but this life is not just about us. We got to understand that it is not just about me, my four, and no more. This thing is bigger than us. This ministry, this church, your family, it technically is bigger than anything that you see right now. The book is so vast, the Bible is so vast that it takes a lifetime to get right. And even that lifetime sometimes is still not enough. What are you going to do for Christ? We talk about it all the time. And we say only what you do for Christ will last. Listen, only what you do for your family will last for generations. We talk about legacy. Legacy is so important. The life that you live before your husband and your wife, the life that you live before your children, it is important. What are you showing them? What are you imparting to them? I know you don't want to be the example, but you are. We hear celebrities say that all the time when they get confronted on their stuff. And they'll say stuff like, well, I, I didn't ask to be nobody's role model. Whether you asked or not, you are. Christians, y'all get confronted on your stuff. Then you start talking about people are judging you. Guess what? Your life is on display because you are a Christian. And if we're all living this life, and if we all have to study the, and follow the same blueprint, shouldn't we be doing it the same way? 
Selah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, you know, we pulled a blueprint out um, that it's, it's so that we can have a unified purpose. Yes, unified. And so what happens as families is we have uh, shallow conversations. That's good. And so because we have shallow conversations, we're not really, we're not really honoring the blueprint mm-hmm. as it stands. And so we're in danger of walls falling down. We're in danger of, 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 of water pipes bursting yes. and, and uh, electric outlets, amen, <laughs> backfiring back right. or, yeah. or whatever, because we didn't take the blueprint serious. Amen. And so we skate over things, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like Pastor Tina was saying, because of the busyness of life yes. and things that's happening, we don't really talk for real. Amen. We don't really have real conversations. And so because we don't have real conversations, yes. then we, we're not building a real strong family. Mm-hmm. We're just building a family. Right. And everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But we're, we're not, because every time you want to talk, anytime anybody want to talk for real, whether, whether it's the wife or the husband, somebody's not ready to talk. Y'all understand that? Well, it's not time right now. Okay, well, I gave you 15 minutes when you came home. Okay, so I, I need 15 more. Okay, mm-hmm. then that turned into the next day. Right. And then you want to forget about it, but I didn't forget. So can we, can we talk now? Right. Uh, you, know, you know, we got to do this now. We got to do that now. So when are we going to talk? Right. Why are we putting what's the most important thing on the table? Yes. Why are we pushing our family to the side? Yes. But yet somebody call you from their job, mm-hmm. and you can talk for hours. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, you can also minister to people for hours, yeah. sharing what they should be doing in their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's good, Pastor. <laughs> and your wife or husband sitting back like, "Dang, where, can I tag in? Can I get next? Can, <laughs> can you? Can we talk about some of this stuff?" Yeah, man, that's good. This is how we're going to build a strong marriage and a strong family mm-hmm. is that we cannot have shallow conversations. Now, I'm not saying every conversation we have is something else, but if you're sitting there and you have things in your heart. That you've not shared. You just got to, so you got to, you got man, we've been married 26 years. And guess what? Throughout these 25 years, I, Lord, you know, how can I say this? Mm-hmm. Lord, um, is, is, is now the right time? Amen. You know, because I don't want to, I don't want to come off, you know, you know, how can I say this? How can I, you know, and the same thing, my wife is like, we have to have real conversations about things. That may bother us. I'm not talking about just leaving the toothpaste, leaving the top off the toothpaste. Right. I'm not talking about tripping over your shoes and almost, you know what I'm saying, Twitching stepping in one of them heels, boy, and feel like, oh, no, and like, don't go, can you put them heels in the closet, please? <laughs> right. No, it hurts. I'm not talking about that. Right. <laughs> right. No, but I'm talking about having real, con- about where we are going. Right. Let's Come talk on. about where we're going. Amen. Let's talk about life after the children. I know that's right. Because they're not, we're not raising them to stay with us. Let's, let's, let's talk about where we're going from here. Where are we going from here? Amen. What is the next step in this family? Mm-hmm. How are we going to move forward? What, what does the next five years look like? What does the next ten years look like? Yes. Where are we headed? Amen. Those are the kind of things we have to think about. Even single parents, we have to think about those things. Where are we going? Yes. Because if you don't think about it, everybody else have a plan for you. Yes. Believe me, somebody got a plan for you. Amen. It's, it's called this. Hey, what you doing today? Well, you know, I ain't really doing nothing. Ride with me. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because you don't have plans today. I'm going to create some for you. Amen. That's good. <laughs> so let's go back. To yeah. That. Oh, man, go ahead. No, let's go back to that. So no so, family will okay. reach its full potential unless everyone works together around a unified purpose, mutually respecting and depending on one another. Mm. Every strong family starts with a strong foundation. 
And that foundation should start with your relationship with Jesus. Listen, and when you know Jesus, you begin to discover who you are. You don't, you don't know who you are outside of Jesus. We think we know. You remember in the world we had reputations? You know, this was Big P or Lil P. I don't remember. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was Lil P, Big P. I was popping P. Oh, I was okay. Palm. I was P. You I were was, doing you know. a lot. Right. He was yeah. well known. <laughs> Having said that, when you come into Christ, the Bible says you have no reputation anymore. There is no reputation. And whatever you are, it's because of him. And so when we come to an understanding of the fullness of Jesus Christ and our relationship with him, then we can begin to understand who we are. Lord, why did you create me? What is my purpose? Why am I here? All the things that we ask the Lord. When we come um, to that full understanding, then we can begin to, again, impart to our children, those of you who have children, begin to tell them who they are. And we talked about in this teaching, you know, don't call your children derogatory names. You know, don't tell them they are dumb. Don't label them as stupid. You know, contrary to, to how their behavior is, that is not them. That's right. Are you how you act? That's right. You are not your behavior. That's right. That's why we have to separate, you know, Jesus, that's how he can love us. In and spite hate, of. And hate the sin. That's right. He separates yes. us from our actions. That's right. And so we have to be very clear and careful about what we say. And how we say it. We're raising children. They are, they are impressionable. They're like sponges. They're going to absorb everything we everything. say. They're going to absorb everything we do. Not because you tell them not to do something. Because remember, they do what they see more than what they hear you say. Come on, examine yourself. Do it right there. Those of us who are full-grown adults, examine yourself. What are the things we learned or were taught when we were growing up? And, and I'll share this. I'll share this before. We're going to read Proverbs. I, I remember, um, you know, I think it was Ashante probably or, yeah, she probably was, or, yeah, probably was Ashante. I remember being in the car and she was a baby. She wasn't a baby. She was older. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you always tell your kids, put your seatbelts on when you get in the car. Yes. Don't, right, parents? Yes. All right. Yes. Whether we wear ours or not, we still tell them put theirs on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I wear mine all the time now, but, you know, I had to create that habit. Right. So that once upon a time, I didn't wear it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like wearing it. And I wasn't going to wear it. Right. Amen. But you better put yours on mm-hmm. as soon as you get in this car. Buckle up. Put it on. Well, it hurt. It's, it, it's cutting kind of across my Put the seatbelt on and wear it right. Don't right. put it behind you. Put it in front of you. It's for safety. Right. And the witnesses. Yes. Yeah. So one day, so when mine went on, I guess as the kids got older, they noticed dad don't wear his. And so one of my daughters, I thought it was okay. Asia. I think you know, she reached, she was like in the back, handing me my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was like coming up like, and, and so, so. All of this is teachable moments. So I had an opportunity to either just override it and be dad and I'm, I'm above the law. Right. Or I could humble myself and do the very thing I was asking her to do. That's right. I won, y'all. I, I grabbed that seatbelt and I ate humble pie. I was like, I wanted to say it now. Mm-hmm. But I grabbed it and I said, oh, man, I got to be the example. Mm-hmm. And I pulled that seatbelt around me and clicked it. And guess what? From that day, because then we, you know, I, I got tickets in the car with them. Don't, not wearing seatbelts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to jail. I mean, I just, I'm talking about before Christ. Well, I was in Christ locked up, too, in the first year. Wait, 
wait a minute. Praise God. Amen. I know. The seatbelt happened. TMI. I know. Hey, that's all right. That was the first year, so praise the Lord. Amen. You know, you still got a little residue on you when you're first coming out of Christ. I mean, first coming out of the world, you know what I'm saying? Now, you shouldn't have all that residue on you after you've been in the church, you know. Amen. Shouldn't be still getting locked up, you know what I'm saying? Okay, praise God. Should wear your seatbelt. Amen. Yeah, shouldn't be getting tickets. Right. Not, you know, I mean, I get speeding tickets too. But anyway, so the moral of the story, right. the, the moral, moral of the story, story. is put your seatbelt on. Amen. <laughs> I mean, wear your seatbelt or humble yourself right. when, when you're being the example before your children. That's right. that what she's saying. Be the example. Be so the example. I know if I always wear mine, then that way they, they can't look at me and say, well, Dad, you're not doing it. Right. Because you know they get older. Yes. And then they begin talking. More than they talk when they was a little kid, just right. doing everything you tell them to do. Right. Then they start saying stuff like, "What y'all? What is y'all? Why, why y'all fussing all the time? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are y'all talking about in there? I mean, what? Come on, Dad, what's going on, Mom? I mean, what? What? Mm-hmm. And so they get older, and then they begin to get involved in life with y'all. Right. <laughs> and it gets really interesting then. <laughs> yeah, it gets really interesting because you st- now you really have to be humble because again, there are trees now. Just can't be. I'm your father. Shit, your little, you know, just all that stuff. That's fine. That's how you operate. Right. But uh, we. You be saying <laughs> it don't work that way. I was just thinking about what you said. You see, sit your little. You tell them sit your little self down. They 35 years old. I <laughs> like. You know what I'm saying? So you you just got to be the example. That's what we're talking. We just have to be the example. Be training them uh, while you have the opportunity to do so. So let's go to the scripture. Go to Proverbs. All right, and Proverbs. It's scripture. So y'all know y'all been to church. Proverbs Amen. 24. Uh, verse 3 through 5, yes. amen, says, wise people are what? Builders. Builders. Yes. They build families. Yes. These wise people build families. Yes. They build businesses. Yes. They build communities. Amen. And through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Amen. Because of their skilled leadership, That's good. Ooh, skilled. the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Amen. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior, and revelation knowledge increases strength. Yes. It increases yeah. strength. So, so wisdom is so important mm-hmm. that the Bible tells us to get wisdom, of course, and then get in, in all our wisdom, get, uh, and all I get and get understanding. Yes. So wisdom is good, but without understanding, we don't act on anything. Right. And so we're going to talk about that. They'll talk about that a little later. A strong family should benefit from us emotionally, yes. mentally, spiritually. You know, this includes single-parent families. That's Every right. family should be, you know, you should be a benefit, benefit. to your loved one. You Amen. should be a benefit to your spouse. Yes. You should be a benefit to your children. Amen. Everyone should contribute to a family's strength. That's good. That's in the house. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because everybody is kind of dependent on each other. Yes. All right. So let's talk about some roles of the family that are extremely important. You know, because the role of the family is extremely important, let's talk about how so. How so. Number one, uh, authority. Mm -hmm. Authority. Parents are the first authority figures in a home. That's good. You and I, we're the ones that teach our children, amen, authority. We teach them respect at home. We teach them Honor, honor at that's home. Right. We, you know why? They learn how to honor us, mm-hmm. and then in turn, they learn how to honor, honor others. others. But it's thing. taught at home. It starts when the children are young, mm-hmm. and so we're teaching them respect. And it's because before they respect the teacher, they have to respect you. Amen. So don't be surprised if they don't respect the, te- respect the teacher because it started at good. home. That's good. 
Amen. Amen. They ain't just going in class to respect the teacher. Because most of the time, when your children are out of your presence, now I've heard this, I said most of the time, so I'm not saying that it's, it's 100%, but most of the time, you hear things like, like man, your, your children are so mannerable. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have some good kids. Or your kids, are, you know, I, all I'm saying, they, people say that when they're not in your presence. Right. So they also say other things. <laughs> you understand? When, when they're not in your presence mm-hmm. or when you're not in their presence about about how they how they treat yes. them. Yes. And if we don't train kids today, look, I mean, oh my goodness, look at society today. Yes. So authority, they learn to respect parents, they learn to respect teachers, police officers, yes. they've learned to respect principals. Yes. Now, to a certain extent, some of these people we can't trust today. Right. Can I just be honest and real? Some of these people who we've trusted, who when we grew up, we trusted because they were they were adult they and they were they were credible adults in our in our life. Right. Some of these people are not credible today. Right. And so you so you have to be careful with who you leave your children around today. Yes. That's even family yes. in some cases. I have to say it, Amen. Yes. Because you because you trained them. And you have to teach them, and you are responsible for them. And so we train them and we teach them, amen, and they learn to obey and respect others from their parents. That's good. And the church, we do our best, you know, on those that come on the Wednesday call, Mm -hmm. the Zoom, or the, you understand, we we expect the the teachers just to train them up and raise them, raise them (laughs) off the Zoom for 30 minutes. They're just going to be super Christians. No. But then we don't do any follow-up at the house, but we expect the teachers to give them everything they need. It's not going to happen. No. They have to come home. Amen. And when they come home, it's your opportunity to raise them and train them. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians. You want to say anything about authority? I was just going to say that, you know, they also could learn dishonor from home. And so, again, you have to be, you have to understand your assignment like we've been talking about so that you understand the responsibility that you have when it comes to parenting. Again, parents are the first authority figures in the home. And when you look at society as a whole, sometimes you can see people who, are, who rebuke authority or they come against authority. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? Did they not learn how to respect and honor at home? Sometimes it is like that. Then that's not always the case, but sometimes it is like that because the, pe- the people who were supposed to uh, govern and teach and instruct and show what uh, authority looked like didn't understand authority themselves. And so it has to, again, go back to the foundation. Everything points back and leads back to the foundation. To the blueprint. How was the foundation laid? And if the foundation wasn't laid properly, I want to say this too, you can uh, tear everything that's been erected down and build an, on a new foundation. That's right. You don't, you don't have to think that, oh, my goodness, I don't know these things, and so it's over. No, you can start today. That's right. You can start anew laying a vision, a roadmap, a strategy for your family and for your children. That's right. This is important, y'all. That's right. Respecting parents. You yes. know, I think about my parents. You know, my father's not here. My dad is not here. Uh, but, um, you know, um, I, I probably disrespected them in the way that I was living my life more so than me ever saying anything disrespectful to them. Amen. That's good. That's good. You know, I, I've never cursed at my mother Amen. or my father. Amen. Uh, I wouldn't have did that anyway. No. But <clears throat> that would have been, de- you know, I don't know if y'all would have seen me today. You understand? Poor old Anthony. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but even as I got older right. and I was out 
in the streets and doing all the wrong things, I still had a respect Amen. and an honor right. for my parents. Yes. You know, and, and these are some things that children need to learn. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't know it, relearn it. That's right. I'm gonna share this real quick. You know, I used to call my mom, uh, and I think she Yeah, name. I used to call my mom by her first name, yeah. Carolyn. Mm -hmm. You know, and um and so she she shared the story that when we were growing up that uh you know people called her that or them my mom and dad and then we just started saying it and they never corrected us mm. and so i struggled for years just calling my mother by her first name and then when i got saved it still bothered me but just you know i did, i didn't do anything about it mm -hmm. so about 11 years right before we started this ministry over 10 years ago um I made a decision that I just was tired of calling her by her first. And I was like, right. to me, I felt it, it, it was just disrespectful. Amen. You know, you're my mother. I should call you mom. I don't care how uncomfortable it felt to me because I never, I never did it before right. since I was a little kid. I had to force myself mm -hmm. to call her mom right. because that's who she is. Amen. And so when I did that, you know, and then I did that. Then I went to my wife's mom, mm -hmm. you know, who's out here today, you know, too. Mm -hmm. Went to my wife's mom, and because she has been a mother to me as well, mm -hmm. I asked her, because I will call her Brenda. Mm -hmm. And I said, is, would it be okay if I called you mom? That's right. Respect. Yeah. And for it, they didn't Amen. ask me for that. That's right. But honor, honor is something that we should give to people who deserve it. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we're going to read this scripture right here. Amen. And the Bible commands it. All right. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1. Children, that was me. That's all of us. Because all of us was a child before we became parents. That's right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, that is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. All right. For this is right for obedience, for obedience mm -hmm. teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Then verse 2 says, honor, mm -hmm. esteem, value as precious yeah. your father and your mother. Some, some biblical scholars say that the first parents is talking about spiritual parents. Mm -hmm. That's why I come back and then tell us, so who are the parents before that? Right. Then we're going to come back and say, honor your, specifically your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. So some say that first, that first line is your spiritual parents. Not saying honor them above them, right. but everybody is included. Your spiritual parents. Right. Then it says in two, honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful to them. Amen. This is the first commandment, listen, with, with a promise. promise. Wow. So that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. Well, you don't know what my mother did. You don't know what my daddy did. You, it don't matter what they did. Mm -hmm. God knows what everybody have done. Yes. But what he is saying is he still expects us to honor, honor them. Amen. You understand? No, if we if we are extremes and, you know, we ain't playing each other hair. That's why my wife said that's something about it. We, we, you know, we might not be clipping each other toenails and all that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we still can honor in yes. a way that we don't have to disrespect Amen. or harbor anything in our heart. Yes. Because if you close your eyes thinking that God is on your side for your unforgiveness, mm -hmm. you may wake up somewhere you don't want to be. Amen. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes. If you don't, if you don't get it out your heart, God say, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. That's right. Amen. So you're, you don't hold nobody responsible for what they did to you. Amen. He said, vengeance is mine 
I will repay. That's right. So if they've done something, they've, you know, because, you know, parents have violated children, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. All of this is, it happens yes. in our society. Yes. You know, cousins and nephews yes. and all that kind of, all, you know, all that stuff happens. Yes. But guess what? We have to learn, get to a place where we forgive them. Yes. But you, it's only going to be done through the word of God. Yes. You can't do it in the natural because you try to do it in the natural. All you see is what they did right. and how they hurt you right. and how they offended you yes. and how they never should have done it. And all that's true. Right. But at the end of the day, if your heart ain't right, guess what? Both of y'all, if their heart ain't right, going to be in the same place. Right. Wishing you forgiving each other. Amen. Are you hearing me? I want to help you. I'm your pastor. Yes. Amen. Amen. We're your pastor. We want to help you. Number Amen. two. Number two, interactions. 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 It says the way we function in society is relative to our upbringing, how we deal with relationships, crises, and how we manage stress, and what we experience in our home. So the things that we experience in our home are relative to how we um, function and operate in society. Again, everybody didn't have a healthy um, home relationship. Right. Some of us come from broken homes, broken, broken, meaning, you know, there was divorce or broken. Mean we don't know who our mothers, our biological mothers are or who our biological fathers are. So we may not have come from an environment that was very nurturing. You know, some people come from upbringings that are very uh, totalitarian and very dogmatic. And so because we grew up like that and we don't we haven't look had our minds renewed like it talks about in Romans 12 and one. We deal with others in society based on the way we were brought up. Right. Again, think about it. If you, were, if you were brought up in a home that was very loving, in your relationships with people, you're very loving. Mm -hmm. You just expect everybody to be as loving as you are. But they may not have gr grown up in that type of home, right? right. So it's relative. Again, how we, how we interact in our family is relative to how we interact in society. Mm. And so we have to, if we had a, if we had a dysfunctional home relationship. We, we've got to understand that now that we've come into Christ or we've come into the kingdom, we've got to, as pastors say, forgive, and then we've got to allow the word of God to come in and change us, change the way we think about others, change the way we see others. We have to begin to see people through the lens of Father God. Not through the lens of our mother and father necessarily, especially if we didn't have good interactions. Exactly. So how we deal with relationships, crisis, yes. and how we manage stress is yes. relative to our upbringing. Yes. It's relative to how we were raised, the way you treat your husband, your yes. wife, your children. It's yes. relative. It's very relative to your upbringing. And what God does, what Christ does, he makes the difference. Yes. He imparts things in our life that, that will help us grow past yes. how we were treated. Amen. Or what we didn't receive as children. Yes. What we didn't receive when we were coming up. And so there's a lot of things that all of us have lacked yes. in our homes and yes. in our upbringing. Yep. And so we don't want to use those things as excuses yeah, to remain so good. in the same behavior. Yes. You understand? But instead, we can use the word of God yes. to, to help us yes. to get away from that excuse right. and embrace what the Bible is saying so that we can make our family better so that mm -hmm. when we look past this lineage, yes. that our children will be the better for decisions that we've made. Oh, yeah, yes. we may have stumbled. Yeah, we may have bumped That's our right. head. Yeah, we may have been through some things. 
things that was hard and we made it through. Yes. But if we would if we would learn from those yes. things and use the Bible, then we can help our future children, grandchildren, perhaps see a better way yes. that things could be done so that they can have better expectations, yes. greater expectations. Amen. Think about it. If we were raised in single parent homes, yes. guess what? You married. So so now I stay together with my husband, not uh, not in abusive situations, right, right. but I stay together, you know, so my family can see a husband and a wife together. Amen. So that way, then we can reciprocate that yes. in, in our family because yes. if you look around and nobody in my family married, right. everybody's shacking up and nobody's together. Right. Nobody, you understand, then it repeats a cycle. Yes. Uh, when you were talking, Pastor, I heard in my spirit immediately who. You in the- church, you're not in, you're not in uh, therapy. Praise the Lord. Amen. But go ahead. What are you talking about? You at church. Go ahead. Yeah. I not said, you. Oh. No. <laughs> I was like, what? No. Oh. That was me. I just okay. saying well, my thoughts. It sounded like, hey, like I'm sitting in front of, like I'm at a psychiatrist's office or somewhere. No. I'm at a therapy. Yes, it, the Bible is a type of therapy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was talking to somebody that was talking through their thoughts. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I was hearing who's going to be the curse breaker in your family. That's what I was hearing. Who's going to be the curse breaker? Like, who's going to be the one to stand up and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I, I, it, w- it was dysfunctional. It was out of order. It shouldn't have happened. It did happen. But you know what? I'm going to stand flat-footed on the Word of God. And today, I'm going to decree and declare and use the Word of God to set a new pattern in order. Come on now. I, I want to set a new pattern in motion for my family so that we don't repeat the patterns of our past. Look back in your lineage. I'm just thinking even, even within in our own family. I, I'm, I'm just going to talk about something very naturally. Um, when, we, when we bought a home, it was like, wow, we bought a home. I couldn't think of anybody that owned a home in my family. Everybody rented. When we started the path of debt freedom, I, could, I didn't know of anybody in my family that was debt free. Most of the people in my family said, you know what, you're going to always have bills. Hey, you can't take the money with you. Just do what you're going to do. So, again, amen, the devil is alive. We can start and set into motion something brand new today. If you're not there at this present moment, guess what? You can start today. That is so good. You can start today. Who's going to be the curse breaker? Come on. Some of these patterns, we need to uproot this stuff. We're not going to destroy it. I I said one time when I was preaching, burn the bridge. You know, people say, well, you don't never know. You don't want to burn no bridge. No, burn the bridge. Set it on fire, use some dynamite, some C4, whatever you got to do, because we are not going to repeat these dysfunctional patterns in our family, and it starts today. Come on now. That's so good. Starts That's today. So good. We're not going to pass We're that down. We're not going to pass that down. We're not going to pass that down. Why? Why are we not going to pass it down? Because you're here. And because right. you're hearing this word. And because this word that you hear, you're going to apply it. That's it. We're going to apply this word to our life so that we can be the better for it. We're not staying stuck in the muck and in the mire. No, we want to have a life that God promised us. And so these areas that we're talking about, if you need to make changes, do what the GPS say. Take a detour and course correct. Reroute. Come on, we can start we can, over, we, y'all. We can talk for hours for these different from these. I hope y'all points. get something today. Oh my goodness. Amen. Colossians. Look at Colossians real quick. Just related to what we just talked about. Colossians chapter four, verses five through six. Amen. This is the uh, ESV version. It says, Walk in wisdom toward toward outsiders. Yes. Again, we're talking about how our how our children or how our families are affected. Yes. Amen. How how they deal with relationships Amen. and and uh, crisis and all that kind of stuff outside the family. So walking wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, yes. seasoned with salt so that you know 
so that you you may know how you ought to answer each person. Amen. So these are things again that we pass down uh, to our families and to our to those relationships that we have. Number three, we learn boundaries. 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 The role of family is extremely important because we learn boundaries in our families. We are taught boundaries. Our children are taught boundaries that they call rules, rules they don't like sometimes. Amen. Amen. But they are called boundaries. Boundaries are put in place for protection. Amen. Amen. Listen, on the basketball court, they have boundaries. Yes. Inbounds what? Out of, bounds. out of bounds. If you're out of bounds, you can't play. I know you still want to play. You still want to take <laughs> shots, but That's technically right. you're out of bounds. So yes. if you go out of bounds, you're playing outside of order. Yes. You're playing outside of structure. And so therefore, you cannot benefit nor your team, which is your family, right. from when you play out of bounds. That's good. And so boundaries are important for safety, yes. for protection. So good. Hey, Amen. The guardrails that's on our highways is so you won't run off the road if you happen to fall asleep. Right. Hey, Amen. They're there to perhaps save your life. Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, or save the life of somebody else. These boundaries are there to protect you, even Amen. though when we're younger, it sounds like they're there to hurt us. Yes. Amen. Or in the words of children, <laughs> stop your fun. Stop your fun. We want to take all, all parents want to take all of the fun, fun away from the children. Yes. No, we don't. Right. We want you to have fun, but we want you to play with the boundaries. So we won't let a little kid run in the street. Why? Why can't they run in the street? Right. Boundaries. Amen. Boundaries. You understand? Things we've set in place to help them, to, to protect. protect them. That's right. Why? Because you love them. Amen. Not because you, you just you hate them. It's right. because you love them. Amen. You want to protect them. So li- boundaries are limits and rules that we set for ourselves, even within relationships. Amen. So boundaries are also some we set in or establish within relationships. Yes. Amen. So that we know how to respond to every situation or every circumstance that may come our way. Children learn this from their parents. Yeah. These are established prior to any relationship. Oh, that's good. So things that your children learn, they learn, they're learning at home yes. way before they get involved in relationships. And I know we don't like seeing our little kids. One day they're gonna have, one day they're gonna bring a man home, one day they go, the man gonna bring a woman home. Right. And we don't like seeing that or thinking about it, but it's gonna happen right. in the future. Yes. And so, but you know, but but it starts when they're younger to establish boundaries and begin to share certain things yes. with them about yes. something that they that that that's going to happen. Yes. Inevitably, if they, unless they just want to be an Enoch or not get married, right. or they believe that they got the gift. Amen. <laughs> Paul said he had the gift. Right. Amen. A celibacy. I'm going to be celibate forever. Right. Glory to God. I'm going to go serve the Lord. Right. You know, and so Catholics, you know, oh, I'm sorry, let me get away from that. Go ahead. But some folk think they, that God told them do that. They, 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 you know what I'm saying? But he didn't tell them do it. And so they're doing it. And then behind the scenes, they're doing oh, everything that they right. shouldn't be doing right. because God never gave you the gift right. to keep yourself anyway. Right. So just because you're in a certain denomination doesn't mean you're supposed to have a wife. Amen. Where y'all get that from? Not from the Bible. Amen. And that's why so many of them fail yeah. in those relationships. Right. And scandals and stuff come out because mm-hmm. who told you to do that anyway? Amen. Yep, talking to you. Amen. Yep. So boundaries are limits and rules that we set for ourselves yes. within relationships. Yes. These are established prior to any relationship. They teach what is acceptable. And what is not. And what is not. And what is not. That's what is not. Come on, we have, we have boundaries in our marriage. That's right. You know, I mean, I mean. Hey, man, y'all have boundaries in your y'all marriage? Y'all have boundaries? Or y'all open? 
No, we not. Well, open. I just asking a question. No, no, we not open. I know it's not a talk show, but I just asked a question. <laughs> right. We not open. <laughs> you can't talk back too bad. Amen. Way. But no, I'm just saying. So, but we have boundaries in our relationship. That's right. There are certain things that my wife shouldn't do or I shouldn't do. That's right. Amen. Because of boundaries in our relationship, right. we have boundaries in our relationship. And if somebody crossed the boundary, then guess what? Then we should be able to say something. Oh yes. Don't ignore it when they cross. They get out of bounds. They out of bounds. That's right. They know they out of bounds. Amen. Let them know you're out of bounds. Throw the pendant flag. Throw the marker. Throw, let them know Amen. you are out of bounds, sir. Right. You are out of bounds, ma'am. Oh, I, I thought you was just going to stay, stay stay with sir. Oh, you did? Yeah. You yeah, because most of it been me out of bounds. I know. I know. I didn't yeah. say that. that I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, okay, great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she's telling the truth. She, I think she had mercy on me, but, but that's good. Yeah. Amen. But yes, I've yeah. been out of bounds. Not in our marriage, because no. I just got, you know what I'm saying? When I got married, I got married for, for life. Amen. You talk about, cause we've been together, you know, I knew her since she was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? We know each other over 30-some years, so it's right. been a long time that we've known each other. Yes. It's my best friend right here. Amen. It is. She's my BFF. That's good. Praise God. Amen. So, 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 but we have boundaries. Oh, yeah. I mean, one time I was wondering where my wife was, and, uh, and uh, let me say, this is just one time out of the 26 years that, you know, she lived eight minutes from the house, and she left work, and then she didn't tell me she was going somewhere else. Right. And so, well, why did she have to tell you? I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> because she said she would come at home and it take right. eight minutes to get there, right. and now it's twenty five minutes right. later. Right. That's why. So you were looking. So I'm concerned about my wife. My good thing. Right. I ain't just gonna go to sleep like and you know, and she's somewhere wishing that I try to find her. Right. That's good. No, I'm trying to find her. Right. Because it's twenty five minutes and I haven't heard yeah. from her, and we ain't have all the stuff y'all. You know how y'all be snooping on each other today. You understand? It was back then. We I couldn't find my friend. I couldn't find her. I didn't have Life 360. I didn't I didn't have GPS in the sky that I could track her and all that. I didn't know how to track her right. back then. I was just wondering, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Haven't heard from her. And so she 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 stopped over at mom's house or stopped somewhere else. And yeah. and so I shared with her how I, you know, you know, I mean I'm you know, I, you know, I, I'm I'm ready to jump in the car. Right. And like I'm gonna find, I'm gonna like go to the job and try to, you know, I'm ready to call people, right. you know, because I was concerned. Amen. And so I had to let her know that. Mm -hmm. And from that day, she's not, she's not done that again. Right. Maybe one more time. Right. I think she was with the girls. And they stopped off at one at a church. Y'all, you remember that? You stopped off at cousin. You stopped off. So that was one more time. I think Shantae. Boundaries that. teach so us <laughs> what is acceptable. She did it one more time. <laughs> At uh, Pastor Rodney Church, he stopped at our cousin church, and uh, but that's fine. But you know, <laughs> but she knew then. But guess what? I didn't ignore it. That's, that's what right. I'm saying about if something that you know that's important and it bothers you, yes, you got to talk about talk it. Talk about it. Amen. It's not much that I talk about with her. Amen. But but that something like that because see, I, you know, I, I revert back mm -hmm. and be thinking how to how you know who I need to go and save her mm. or you know who I need to hurt. Lord. Oh, no, it's my wife. I'm just saying it's my wife. I'm a pastor, but right. it's my wife. Right. So you can't really hurt her without hurting me. Right. And so, yeah. So That's good. It's my wife. And so I'm trying to find her, and I'm looking for her. Amen. That's how I feel about my kids and my spiritual kids. That's I right. will run through you. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know. Y'all want me to just act like I'm... No, we don't float on clouds. <laughs> We don't float on clouds. I don't pray hops all day. None of that. Right. I don't. I'm 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 all man. Amen. Let's go to Romans. With the time. Romans eight five through six. We, we're out of time, but we're gonna we're gonna just. 
I guess. Romans 8, 5 through 6. Let's read it. You don't have to read it. You want me to read it? Yes. Okay, praise God. I got my specs on. Yes. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. For to be carnally minded is death, right. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Next is another verse, 6, 7. It's just oh, five, 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, Proverbs 4 and 23. Talking about boundaries. Yes. You think if you live according to the flesh, it's going to be a problem for you. That's right. Live according to the spirit, it's going to be good for you. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the, the issues, issues of, of life. life. Amen. Praise God. Keep your and the heart. last one, so we'll just share this and we'll just go ahead and close Praise it down. God. Number four is compassion. Amen. Compassion, empathy yes. is, is, is learned or yes. taught at home. home. That's right. You know, we don't let our kids, we didn't let our kids make fun of people. No. Children growing up, you know, kids yes. pointing at other kids. Yes. You know, naturally kids would do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we have to correct them. Like, yes. no, 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 don't, don't laugh at that person. That's right. No, 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 don't, don't do that. That's don't do right. that. No, that's not. So we have to teach them mm-hmm. compassion. We have to train yes. them on how to love or to, you know, or to have concern, concern. for people, that's listen, right. that don't look like you. Amen. That there may be another color, maybe yes. another shade, another yes. culture. Yes. We have to teach them empathy. We have yes. to teach them compassion. Yes. Show them how to love and show them concern yes. through your actions. Amen. Through your actions. Yes. And how to have understanding about somebody else's situation. We have one. We have one out of the three to act up uh, in this area. And uh, actually the school call, you remember that? The principal call. And the principal... <laughs> I'm looking back on this. It's funny now, but the principal said that 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 child was um was talking about uh, another kid. Was talking about another kid, and 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 that child was with a group of kids talking about other kids. And I was like, you you got to have the wrong person. There's no way my child is doing any of that. See, you don't always know what your children are doing, right? So don't always buck up at the teacher as if your child is not doing something. We always tell them first, hold that thought, you can go next. We always tell our kids, guess what? The teacher is right as long as you're talking one-on-one to them. Because you're not going to disrespect an adult as right. a child. Right. And then if they're wrong, we got you. Yeah, you come tell us. We got them. you. Right. But don't you dare rise up because then right. they, will, they will switch and forget about what the issue was. Right. And now you're in trouble right. just for what you have said right. or done. Right. So if you keep your cool, your mom or your daddy, we got you. Right. So be calm. Right. We got them. Believe me, we got them. Right. I don't need you fighting. Right. You just be obedient. Right. You know what I'm I know you mad, you know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. So in this and so in this instance, um, when the principal called and told me the story, I was like, "No, you you got the wrong person." And um, when they told me the name, I was like, "Well, it's not too many of that. There's no other child with that name in that school, so it must be my child, right?" So he told me the story about what happened. So so when they came home, I said, um, "I said, were you?" Why, why does the principal think you're a part of a gang? Because that's what he says, like, you know, she a part of a gang. Lord, I done narrowed it down to two of them, right? So, uh, no, <laughs> so anyway. No, it ain't Asian. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> 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 so I said, why do you think they're a part of a gang? And they were like, because, you know, it's a gang of girls. You know, they're talking about other kids. And this was, this was during the time that there were, that, um, this shoe was popular. It was crazy. This shoe was popular. And it had the, all of these... Um, Alpha, had these alphabets on it, and um, and so I was asking, like, so what happened, you know? And I'm I'm I'm, I'm asking, so I'm like, what's going on? Like, well, you know, we I wasn't doing nothing. One, I'm not a part of a gang, and I wasn't really doing nothing. I was, you know, we were just looking at shoes, and and I looked at her shoes, and and I thought about the shoes I had, and I just said, you know, that those not Gucci, 
And I said, I said to her, I said, uh, hold up, let me tell you something. I said, you don't even have on no Gucci's. I said, and for you to think that it's okay, so I just went down, y'all know me, I just went down this whole right and right. Well, some of y'all know me. The ones who know me know. So I went down this whole, you know, thing, and I'm just letting her have it, right? I'm telling her, you don't talk about nobody, you don't know, da 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 da, da. you don't understand, da da da. And she says, she says, I said, she said, I said, do you understand what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, I said, and I, we always tell our children, okay, if you, if you understood what we said, then tell me back what we said. So I said, tell me what I said. And I just told you I let her have it. I've written down this whole list of not talking about people. Da, da. I said, now tell me what I said. You said it's not their fault if they poor. I did not say anything like that. I said, you not hear what I'm saying. Da, da, da. So I had to go down the whole store. I said, it's not that fault if you poor. Do you realize? And then I got to give a whole nother story. I said, do you realize you might be poor? I'm telling you. Know you what I'm saying? You just don't know it, right? We were struggling back right, then. We were struggling. But so, so sometimes you got to go back and reiterate those lessons, parents. You got to reiterate those lessons because she didn't understand because she had never experienced lack. Let me go back. Because she had never experienced lack, she didn't know what lack was. And that's lack and that's, on our level. Right. Because what somebody else lacked right. on their level right. is a different from a what different, you lack right. on your level. And so we had to go back and demonstrate and share with her compassion. And we had no problem after that. But sometimes, parents, you got to train and retrain. Amen. And retrain. Can Amen. we share this last scripture? Then that's it. Let's Amen. share the scripture, Hebrews chapter 4. Amen. And uh, verse 15. Then we go, We got to shut it down. That's right. Is that say, did that say um, like 12, 20? Yes. Oh, praise God. Shut who, it who down. Did that? Do, is it working? Is the clock It working? works. Okay. All right. For, for, we do, for we do not have a high priest Amen. who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Yes. But was in all points tempted as we are, yet without, without sin. sin. Jesus, Amen. on so many different occasions, yes. was moved with compassion. Yes. It was his compassion Amen. that caused him to heal and deliver and yes. set free. And even as we're being saved and, and, and uh, changed and all that, yes. it's our compassion, y'all, yes. that, that will cause us to reach out to other souls. It's yes. the compassion of the Lord yes. that's in our heart. Amen. Because of his compassion, because of what he did for us, now... It's our compassion that when we see those yes. that are lost, oh, we see right. those that are hungry or yes. broken or that, that are in need, yes. it's his compassion that works through us yes. to try to help somebody uh, in their time of need. Amen. Right. Amen. Well, I'm going to stop right there. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.